praises each and every one. This is Apostle John Morton with the Apostles Corner Radio Broadcast. I want to thank you for joining us for this week's broadcast, which is entitled, The Reason. Uh, I want to start this broadcast by telling a story of uh, something I encountered a number of years ago. There was a pastor in Richmond, Virginia, who I had given quite a bit of uh, focus on building a website for the church, putting things together in a way that they could actually show their messages uh, from Sunday and people could go on and listen to an audio archive. And I probably spent pro- uh, maybe six months building. It was initiated virtually within the first week. But in any case, what happened was uh, I came to a point where I found myself in need. And I went to the pastor who I'd been dealing with in building this website, and I told her, I was wondering if you might be able to help me out with something. My funds have run short, and I need to borrow about $40 for gas. And she said, well, Pastor Morton, I'm uh, I'm more than happy to help you, but you know I have to wonder if something's wrong for you to be going through financial adversities. Um, are you aware of the law of reciprocity? This severely troubled me for her to ask me that question because <laughs> the law of reciprocity is the sowing and receiving. And I had sowed a seed of labor in her ministry for six months. But because I had a need, she questioned my commitment to God. I know many of you have gone through things at times and people have questioned your commitment because of what you went through. They might sometimes question your commitment because of the behavior of your children or spouse. That's the subject that I want to deal with today. The reason. You see, there's a reason for everything in life. Everything is manifested first from the spirit into the natural, be it from a dark realm into the natural or from a realm of light into the natural. As I said, this uh, podcast is entitled The Reason. I want to start by reading Romans 1, 16 through 17. For I am not ashamed of the gospel of Christ, for it is the power of God unto salvation to everyone that believeth, to the Jew first, and also to the Greek. For therein is the righteousness of God revealed from faith to faith, as it is written, the just shall live by faith. There's more to that scripture than many of us will catch in the beginning but I want to go to the point where it says that the righteousness of God is revealed from faith to faith so what does that mean first of all let me kind of elaborate on what is faith Hebrews 11:1 says now faith is the substance of things hoped for and the evidence of things not seen faith is the evidence is the substance of things hoped for 
In other words, whatever it is that you desire, your faith it gives it substance. Substance means something to touch. You desire Alexis. I remember watching a Paula White broadcast and, and while she was ministering, she said, you got to have faith in God. Some of you need to just walk into that Lexus dealer. And this woman started screaming. She became livid. You see, her faith and her trust was not in God. It was in Lexus. It was in what she desired. Faith is the substance of things hoped for. The question is, what is it that you hope for? Because faith has nothing to do with Christianity or your spiritual commitment. Faith is a, is a product. A product that's committed to something. The righteousness of God revealed from faith to faith. As it is written, the just shall live by faith. So if you say you have faith, what is your faith in? It should be in the will of God. See, I have faith. I look at the world around me and I do not see the manifestation of the will of God. But I have faith that it is there. And it is first there in me. Faith is a substance of things hoped for. What I hope for is to see the will of God among men. And it's the evidence of things not seen. I don't see it, but the evidence of the will of God being manifested among men lives in me. I demand that I be evidence of that which I do not see. Therein the righteousness of God is revealed from faith to faith. As it is written, the just shall live by faith. First of all, we have to understand that faith begins in what it is directed to. Is your faith directed towards the will of God? Or is it directed towards the desires of your heart, your flesh, your mind? I have faith that I'm going to get this house. But have you discussed it with God? Is it what God wants? I remember when we moved to Vegas, my wife showed me a house three months before we moved there. And I looked at it and I said, no, nah, that's not it. God, got, God has better for us. And besides, we don't need four bedrooms. We only need three. When we finally got to Vegas three months later, the uh, brokers were playing a game with us. They would have you fill the paperwork out take your money you don't hear from them again so one morning we we're sitting in the car looking through the internet and I saw this house and I said honey is this the house that you showed me three months ago and she said it sure is I said well you think we should call them and she looks at me with this sarcastic look and says you think so we called the uh, the property owners we went and looked at the place Submitted everything that we needed to, put a down payment on it, and we got back to the hotel and came out of the elevator on the 18th floor and the phone rang. And we answered it and they said, can you come back and get the keys before we close? See, my faith was in what I was looking for. My faith was not in what God had planned. 
What he had planned, he had revealed to my wife. She saw it, but I didn't. Eventually, I had to accept it. But it took us a week sitting around before we found anywhere to live. Because my faith was not in the will of God. I wasn't asking him, what are you doing? Soon as she showed me this house, it didn't connect with what it was I was looking for. So regardless of the fact that I loved him and believed I had faith in him, my faith was not in what he was doing. It was in what I desired. This is the big problem that we have that we got to get around. This particular issue is going to be the root of why this, this message is entitled The Reason. Faith is the substance of things hoped for, the evidence of things not seen. But the righteousness of God is revealed from faith to faith as it is written. The just shall live by faith. Are you living by faith in the will of God? Are you living by faith that God will fulfill what it is that you're looking to accomplish? What you're looking to receive, what you're looking to do. See, because that, that creates a great hindrance in your life. And let me show you how. In Luke 9, 23, it says, And he said to them all, If any man will come after me, let him deny himself and take up his cross daily and follow me. So if you deny yourself, you are saying that the way that I perceive things is not important. The way that I want things are not important. But if I take up a cross to follow Christ, I got to follow him. Christ never walked in his own endeavor. He walked in the will of God. In all things, he looked for what God was doing and saying in the moment. See, we get so caught up in this life that we don't hear what he's saying. We hear him, but we're not listening. He becomes like that train that passes by the house at 9 o'clock every morning. You don't even hear it anymore. You do hear it, but you're not listening for it. So it no longer has a variance in your day. See, here's the thing. Some of us go through things. I talked to you about this pastor that told me, well, something's wrong because you're having a financial adversity. And um, maybe you're not sowing enough. You got to sow your life. Your money means nothing to God. You have to sow your life. And when you walk in faith, your faith is in God. It's in the fulfillment of his will. Faith is the substance of things hoped for. What, what, what do you hope for? And what do you hope for the most, more than anything? I would hope that it's the fulfillment of the will of God. First in your own life. That you might be evidence to the world around you. The substance of the things you hope for is the fact that you know he is God. You can literally reach out and touch that with your hand. The evidence of the thing not seen is that though the world may reject him, though the world may fail to be evidence of his glory among men, you do not. You walk in it. As Luke 9.29 
you deny yourself and you take up his cross daily to follow him. But in following him, you recognize 2 Timothy 3 and 12, which says, Yea, and all that will live godly in Christ Jesus shall suffer persecution. You will be persecuted, in, even in your right dealings. Second Peter talks about how men would be in the last days and how they would judge you for righteousness, speaking evil of good works. Do you believe that you were called to follow Christ and to take up his cross, but you don't have to endure as he endured? That's not the way it goes. We do have to endure. We don't want to, but it's the reality that we do have to endure. The hardest part about it let me, let me read uh, Corinthians 10.13. There hath no temptation taken hold of you, but such as is common to man. But God is faithful. He will not suffer you to be tempted beyond that which you are able to bear. But with the temptation will also make a way to escape that you may be able to bear it. So what, what are we talking about when we say temptation? When things don't go the way that you want, when someone loses a loved one, they, there are some that are actually primed to, to curse God, to blame him for what they're going through. Tempted to do so. But the scriptures say that there is no temptation that has come upon you that is more than, than man has endured. It's never more than what you can handle. He said he would never allow a temptation upon you that's greater than you can handle. See, many of us, we don't go through any persecution whatsoever. You know why? Because God can't allow any more on you than you can handle. He's not trying to hurt you. He wants to help you. But when he knows that you are too weak, to, to endure, to stand in faith, the substance of the thing you hope for, which is the ability to overcome in him, the evidence of things not seen, such as peace in the midst of what you're dealing with, that you already have declared it as being too much. He will not allow you to endure anything that you can't handle. If your heart and your mind is right, your head may be lopsided, but if your heart and mind is right, he knows what you can and cannot handle. And he will not let you endure more. We have not suffered unto death. We have not suffered unto death. But what little persecution that we endure, we can't handle. We've got to ask ourselves, Lord, what is it that, takes, that it takes for me to grow? The scriptures say that the righteousness of God is revealed to us from faith to faith. And what that means is there's not one level of faith. There are transitions of faith. When you go through something, 
And it's, it, it's hard on you. It's a weight on your heart. It's a weight on your mind. It's a weight on your physical endeavor. But if you stand in faith, and faith, first of all, being the subject, substance of things hoped for, and what is the beginning of that? You're hoping the substance of your hope that the will of God be fulfilled. And sometimes the will of God does not meet our criteria. But he knows what he's doing. Sometimes things occur today that are lined up for a completion in 15 years. You don't know the answer now, but you're going to find the answer out. But you have to endure. And the only way that you're going to do that is that you live by faith. The just shall live by faith. And faith is the substance of things hoped for. But what do you hope for? Again, I say, do you hope for the manifestation of the will of God? And is your faith evidence of that thing that you don't see? How is it evidence? Because people are watching you. They're looking at you. Wondering how you're going to respond in the midst of the persecution that you're enduring or the temptation that you're trying to overcome. Matthew 5.16 says, let your light so shine before men that they may see your good works and glorify your father, which is in heaven. Faith should push us in a direction of being evidence of the glory of God among men. See, because circumstance and situation tell you to behave one way, but faith tells you to hold true. Remember what I said? If your faith is not in the will of God, then all of your behavior is going to be reflective of what your faith is in. There are people in the church. Here in Texas, there are more churches on a block than there are hand, fingers on my hands. And there's a lot of money in the people of God here in Texas. But my question is this, what would, where would you be, where would your faith be if you are upper epsilon in finance and everything crashes and is gone? Is your faith in the finances that held you up? Or is your faith in the fulfillment of the will of God? And if this was a part of his will, can you endure from this level of faith to the next level of faith? Because when we endure, we go to a new level. And the conclusion of the levels of faith to faith is topped off with wholehearted belief. And an example of wholehearted belief was when the apostle Paul was on the ship headed to Rome and the storms had overtaken them and the ship was being torn apart and Paul stood in the midst of the, the tyrant behavior of the sea and the fear of the men and he said, gentlemen, be of good cheer for an angel of the Lord has appeared to me this night and he has given you all to me. There will be no loss of life, only the ship. So, how would you handle a situation like that? Paul handled it with wholehearted belief. The situation around him said that we're all dead. 
the word of God, the will of God said, you will not die, but you will go to Rome because I am sending you. And all of those that are with you are covered by the blessing of my presence that is with you. So, even though God had told him what his plan was, when they arrived on an island, not one life lost, the people looked at Paul and they wondered how in the world could he have known and a viper came out of the fire and grabbed him by the hand. And the scriptures say that Paul shook the viper off and he felt no harm. See, our feelings are the biggest problem that we deal with today. Because when we feel something, we give it power to override what God is saying, what God is doing. But now the people who looked at him and knew that he had to be a man of high esteem are now saying truly he's a robber and a thief. Fate will not allow him to live even though he escaped the sea. But they stood there and they watched him waiting for him to fall and when he never fell over, never responded in any way to the poison of the viper, they all changed their minds and they said truly he must be a god because they knew not of a god that could deliver you as the God of all creation was delivering Paul. This is an indication of wholehearted belief. It's the kind of belief that you have when you know the car is brand new and you don't have to pray that it's going to start like you did with that old car you had. There's a laws of life fact in you that says there's no reason why this won't be as I say. We have to have faith in the will of God in the same way. Not faith in what we want the will of God to be for us, but what his will is. There have no temptation taken you but such as is common to man. But God is faithful, who will not suffer you to be tempted above that that you are able. But will with the temptation also make a way to escape that you might be able to bear it. My question is this. Where have you failed in your transition from faith to faith? Because see, it's the, it's the persecution and the temptations that cause you to transition in faith, even as the word said from faith to faith. These things cause you to transition. But if you're not going through anything, then there's no power for transition. Why? Because God is not going to let there be more on you than you can handle. Have you failed a transition of faith? If you look back over your life, you might find where there was a time when the Lord called you to a higher place, but you were more inclined to follow someone else's directive or opinion that's one of the greatest failure to transition in faith and until you come full circle you cannot be put into tribulation correction persecution or temptation factors that are meant for your growth until you condition yourself to do so 
See, so many want to celebrate the death of Christ because it redeemed us from past sins, but I don't the death of Christ doesn't halfway mean as much to me as the resurrection. Because when he ascended, the Father sent the Holy Spirit to live within us, to be a God unto all truth, to empower us to walk the very way that Christ walked. Undaunted faith. Never misguided by our own personal endeavor. We have all turned away from what we know to be right to fulfill our own desires. I don't care if it's in an argument with your wife or in a dispute in traffic. We've all turned away from what's right. And every time we have failed to be evidence. Matthew 5.16, let your light so shine before men that they may see your good works and glorify your Father which is in heaven. Jesus went through it. And the Lord is asking us to go through it. Even when Jesus was on the cross, in the greatest persecution that would ever be, he said, Father, forgive them, for they know not what they do. It was in this moment that he let his light so shine that it glorified his father, which was in heaven. Regardless of what he was going through, he gave a faith reflection that showed men that faith for the father was real. And even when he asked him to, to forgive them for they know not what they do, they still took his raiment and they cast lots for it. They bet on who was going to get his clothes. You're going to endure persecution because it's a part of configuring you from faith to faith. But the just must live by faith. You have to hold on to a faith in the will of God. The reason for all of this is that the Father may be glorified. What are you willing to endure that he may be glorified? Who would believe thy report and to whom is the arm of the Lord revealed? It's revealed to those of us who stand with an act of faith in the midst of persecution. It is those of us who stand Revealing an act of faith in a time where the heart wants to fail. It is those who see our choices when our intellect wants to rule what we know to be right with the Father. He was despised and rejected of men. A man of sorrows and acquainted with grief. And he hid, as it were, our faces from him. We hid our face from him and we still do it now. He was despised and we esteemed him not. Surely he's borne our griefs and carried our sorrows. Yet we did esteem him stricken, smitten of God, and afflicted. But he was wounded for our transgressions. He was bruised for our iniquities. The chastisement of our peace was upon him. And with his stripes we were healed. 
All we are like sheep. We have all gone astray. We have turned away one to his own way. And the Lord have laid on him the iniquity of us all. We couldn't handle our own wrongdoing. But the Father laid on his head the iniquity of us all. Wherefore, seeing that we are compassed about with so great a cloud of witnesses, let us lay aside every weight and the sin which does so easily beset us, and let us run with patience the race that is set before us. The race that is set, that was Hebrews 12, 3 through 4. The race that is set before us is a race out of the flesh into the fullness of the will of God. The will of God glorifies the Father. But too often the will of God is watered down or hindered by our own endeavors, by the mixing of our own perception into it. Looking unto Jesus, the author and finisher of our faith, who for the joy that was set before him endured the cross, despising the shame, and is set down at the right hand of the throne of God. I'm going to tell you something. We can literally sit at the right hand of God right now because the Holy Spirit that lives within us takes us to a special place where we can worship him in spirit and in truth. For God is a spirit and he can only be worshipped in spirit and truth. And the truth is the beginning of our failure is the lack of understanding of failure in our faith. There's not a religion out there that doesn't say my faith. So you need to say my faith and decide exactly where is your faith. Is it in the will of God? Oh, I have faith in the cross. I have faith in salvation. But is your faith in the will of God? Because the will of God changes moment to moment as he sees fit. His word never changes. But his will in a moment can be changed. All because of you. Because of a lack of your commitment or because of a depth of your commitment. A lack of your commitment will cause God to withdraw the persecutions. And the, the requirement of faith growth because you can't handle it. Your commitment isn't great enough. But a, under a great commitment, he will increase the moments of growth that we have to endure. Consider him that endured such contradiction of sinners against himself. Lest you be weary and faint in your own mind. What did it mean when it said that? And we're reading Hebrews 12.3. For consider he that endured such contradiction of sinners against himself lest we be weary and faint in our own minds. Consider what Christ went through being the very Spirit of God, the voice of truth and the element of righteousness, but yet the sinners are contradicting him, telling him he's everything but truth. Consider what he endured. How much more should we endure? We don't have to endure more. We won't go through what he went through, but we don't want to go through what we can endure for the glory of the Father. 
Jesus did not do all he did for us. He did it for the, for the glory of the Father, for the love of the Father. What are you willing to sacrifice in your life today for the love of the Father? You can't earn the greatness of his love, but you can sure get yourself put on one heck of a consideration list. He knows the depth of your commitment and the lack thereof. You have not resisted unto blood striving against sin. We have barely resisted to the point where we have set our own hopes aside. But yet we want to complain that things aren't everything we want them to be and that we don't have all that we desire to have. In a synopsis, I would say that we, the sons of God, the scriptures say, what love and mercy is this the Father has bestowed upon us that we should be called the sons of God. The Father has bestowed this title. And a son reflects the image of his father, even as Christ. And we've been given power to do the same thing. But the flesh the, and the self-endeavor of man has caused us to care more about what it is that we want, hope for, and desire. The righteousness of God should be revealed from faith to faith. In other words, it's revealed every time that we elevate, every time that we rise, every time that we transition. But many of us have been on the same level for too long and not fighting to grow closer. Faith is the substance of things hoped for. But what is it you hope for more than anything? He said, I am the Lord thy God. You shall have no other gods before me. But there are things that we hope for more than him. Therefore, we cannot be evidence of the glory of God that is not seen in the world because we fail to bring it to the world. If you truly follow him, pick up your cross daily and follow him. You will endure persecution, but let your light so shine that men may see your good works and glorify your Father which is in heaven. Father God, we declare the sovereignty of your word. We declare that you are Jireh. You are sufficient for all that we would need. We declare this day that we are blessed above all measure. We are blessed with the presence of your spirit. We are blessed through the Holy Spirit with the ability to walk in a fullness of your will and to have faith to endure all things. For Lord God, you have given us power to live and to walk by faith. To no longer be taken by the wiles of the flesh, by the compelling ways of our intellectual turpitude. But we surrendered all things and within our hearts we remain prostrate before you. Not only praying with desires, but praying with submission. Praying with the understanding of the fact that we have been chosen. A generation to change things. But the only thing we have power to change is ourselves. Help us this day, O oh God, to cast down every dark element within our own lives and to lift up the light of your glory that desires to shine in us. 
in a way that will change the environment around us. Help us, Lord God, to not grow haughty in our own minds when we believe that we have affected someone emotionally and spiritually, but help us to stand with a, a lowly heart that says, let all glory be given to God, for I am but a weak servant available to his will. Father, touch the heart of each and every individual that is hearing this message right now. And help them to understand the transition of faith to faith. Help them to understand that there is a cross to bear. And it may sometimes be heavy. But you stand with us as we endure persecution even as Christ did. But Lord help us to understand that if we aren't enduring persecution of some kind. That something is short in our life. Touch us this day and help us to pray Lord. Reveal to me and give me understanding of where I'm falling short. That I might rise to where I can glorify you. We pray all these things, Lord, in the sweet, wonderful, everlasting name of Jesus. A name by which we've been given victory over hell, death, the grave, and even ourselves. Amen. <laughs>